what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech, the ongoing tech podcast meant for those of you that are either serving as the default IT person in your family, or maybe you're a family member uh, that is constantly relying on somebody else in the family to be your IT support, and you'd like to try to start learning some of these things yourself. Either way, we are here to be a resource for you. I am one of the Brothers in Tech, Alan Jackson, with me as always, my other brother, my only brother, uh, Brian Jackson. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for clarifying there. I, I just Alan, had to clarify. Doing? I had to think for a second. I'm like, I don't have any other brothers, do I? Nope, just Brian. Okay, good. Well, I will say for sure you are my favorite brother. Oh, yeah. There is no question That's about so it. Sweet. Yep. That's really nice. Yeah. Right, you want to say anything in return? Or? Nope, no, I'm, I'm good. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks. Uh, well, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. You? <laughs> good. Uh, yeah. This is our ongoing tech show, as I mentioned, and this is a, a deep dive episode. So for those of you who maybe have not joined us before, uh, Brian and I explored kind of our main topic for this month's worth of shows uh, at the last episode. It was uh, our episode three, and it was all about going paperless, kind of adopting yep. a more digital lifestyle with uh, pay, without paper or other kind of physical notes. And we talked all about the concept, talked about you know, the pros and cons, why would you want to do it, uh, uh, some things to consider before going paperless. But our deep dives, Brian, are really where we, we get a little more hands-on. We get a little more detailed about some of the things we want to talk about. And uh, yeah, what's our first deep dive, Brian? What are we talking about today? Well, so you know, we talked to initially that there's really multiple multiple facets of the going paperless idea. And I think we're, we're planning on diving into one of those, which is creating new documents. So I think we're kind of titling this one, the creation uh, phase where you want to, you want to create new content, whether it's taking notes at a meeting or you're potentially uh, trying to brainstorm with someone on some ideas, the things that we typically would take a yellow notepad to uh, our meetings and be able to scribble down, how can we get that information into a digital form? Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? That sounds great. So, yeah. Okay. So, creating your non-paper documents. So, uh, yeah. it is kind of that first step, I guess, if you're going to go digital, is that we're creating documents all the time, whether we're taking notes in a meeting or we're typing up documents, whatever it may be. Uh, we have papers given to us. It's how do we take these documents we're going to create and get them into a digital form that we can do some kind of innovative and, and creative things with. So yeah, yeah. So I think anything that you look around, whether it's your office or your home, and you're scribbling things down, mm-hmm. and you tend to make notes that way, we're going to talk about some options of how that can become digitized, uh, so that you can save it and not have the big piles of paper. Great. Uh, stacking up, right? Well, let's kind of set the framework a little bit, Brian, because I, I do think you know, to kind of get started, it's important for us to kind of acknowledge what people's own lifestyle choices may be when it comes to creating documents, okay? Uh, we're talking about, again, you're, you're sitting down. Let's just kind of paint a scenario. Someone is sitting down, and they're going to have, they have to uh, create a document for someone that they're going to send to somebody else. You know, traditionally, older times, it was, you know, we would handwrite it out or, 
uh, or or and have something we could distribute to other people. Then, of course, you know, when we got computers, now we have the option of typing the documents out. Uh, are you, Brian, are you a handwriter or a typer? What I you, am. You're a handwriter? Well, I have transitioned to being more of a typer, obviously being in the education field. So much of what we do is through email and through mm-hmm. creation of documents that are uh, correctly formatted. But I, I really do like taking notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm in a meeting, I like to like to make uh, notes based on what's being said, but then I like to point from one to the other, mm-hmm. draw a circle on one that yeah. made more sense to me that I want to remember. I really like to kind of scribble. Uh, and things that's really hard to, to do if you're just typing, you know, yep. it, those yep. things are really difficult to do if you're just locked into a keyboard. Um, right. But I know there's some people who that is their preferred method for mm-hmm. creating documents, taking notes is I want to be on a keyboard. And even if I'm in the middle of a meeting, I'm comfortable typing as things go. And, you know, that's great. I think uh, there are some people like that. I'm like you, Brian, I am much more of a, a scribbler and a, a mm-hmm. note taker. Um, when before I had a really good handwriting option, which we'll discuss in a moment, um, my default method was to take my laptop into a meeting because I really didn't want to have to take my handwritten notes off a notebook, go and transcribe them later, or put them into some other format and just take that whole extra step. So I ended up just taking my laptop to meetings and saying, well, I'm just going to yeah. type because, again, it's one phase I have to go through. I don't have to go from handwritten to digital at this point. That's just too much time. Um, mm-hmm. But, man, I really didn't like that because it's just I, I feel like I'm distracted. I feel like I'm not yep. able to really focus in on the, the, what I'm hearing. Uh, I don't get to do those scribbles and kind of the highlighting and connecting mm-hmm. things. So it, it was tough. And uh I'm I'm fully in on handwriting now. Now that I've got yeah. the system I've yeah. got, I'm very happy with. Everywhere I go, I just take notes. And I've got them. They're stored. I can pull them up and access them whenever I need to. And uh, it's great. So Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, honestly, there's a creativity element to being able to write and draw yeah. and connect and go back to things very quickly, not having to go to a mouse and click back in. Um, I'm with you in that I... I, once I started getting to the point where I was running meetings and then had to share notes from the meeting, mm-hmm. everything went to typing yeah. because I did not want to have to take my scribbles <laughs> and share those. So I changed the way that I was doing things. And I'm not sure it helped my mm-hmm. my thought process, but it maybe helped my workflow. So sure. my initial step from going uh, to going digital was just like you, go to a laptop, type it out. And now I'm trying to figure out a way that I can keep that creativity uh, that I want to be able to have in a meeting and still get the same result of digitized. So, yeah, well, well, let's talk through some ways that people can get to that same point if they're not yeah. already. Um, so, you know, there are some options that people can consider if they're looking at kind of shifting the way that they take notes and create these documents. Um, first one I, I, in my mind is typing, just like we said, all right, look, if you're a typer and you do not need have the capability or desire to do anything with handwriting notes. You just, you're very happy creating your documents by typing. You maybe even going into a meeting, you are comfortable typing um, and you want to type while you're there. Then absolutely. You know, that's uh, you know, laptops are obviously more and more portable. They're great to kind of have around with you everywhere you go. And, You've got that option. You know, even tablets, if people become iPad users or Microsoft Surface users, you can get keyboards with them. Actually, I think mm-hmm. uh, 
I think the Surface. Now, now the Surface, you still have to get the uh, the keyboard separately. But either way, you've got those options on both an iPad right. and a Microsoft Surface to just attach a keyboard, and you can just type your notes away in any kind of note, note app that we'll talk about in a little bit. So keyboards are obviously still a good way. I mean, on your mobile phone, uh, there's mm-hmm. keyboards there. If you if you still don't have any desire to do any kind of handwriting, you've still got the option of just kind of typing away, you know, like maybe you've been traditionally doing. Uh, the key there is obviously you're you're entering it into a digital form from the very first right. step. So right. there's not any conversion process or anything you got to worry about or handwriting to deal with in that option. So. Yeah, no, it's it's the cleanest, right? If you feel like you can think well that way and create things quickly, if you're a good typer. Um, it's the cleanest because all of the software that we mentioned in a little bit, they're all going to allow text uh, yeah. to be, to be typed in. So that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where it gets to be a little tricky is that if you don't want to use typing, right. And if you don't want to move, if you want to move away from that and we'll talk maybe a little later in one of the other deep dives about potential workflow of kind of yeah. weaving that in. And so if I am somebody who really likes Microsoft word and I don't mind typing every note from meeting into a new note in Microsoft word, then there's a whole, different issue there of all this. How do I store it? How do I kind of get that into my workflow so I can find it? Most people I think that are in a working environment have that model already set up, yeah. right? They have folders and they can then put that. But now we'll, I mean, it, how do we, how do we get that person that doesn't want to type mm-hmm. that wants to put down their, their ideas, digital writing, digital handwriting yep. with uh, electronic pencils or pens and using surfaces to to write them on. Um, and we're going to kind of boil down, Brian, I think, to the two main options. And again, I, when it comes to digital pens and tablets, there's a lot of manufacturers, a lot of different brands still floating out there. But I, I kind of feel like for where things are heading, there's really, it's really boiled down to two main options. And one is you go the Microsoft route. Microsoft mm-hmm. has a a tablet and pencil solution for their their platform. That's if you're a Windows user, you've got an opp- opportunity now to use a pen made by Microsoft that goes with their tablet, which is their iPad competitor called the Surface. Um, that's one route. And then you've got the Apple route with the iPad and their pencil. Now, there's other manufacturers, like I said, that are making pens and pencils, mm-hmm. electronic ones that work with these devices, but... Then it starts to get a little bit to me of a more of a just a, a choice, a preference of what type of pencil feels best when you go to try them out. Everybody has a maybe their own personality of what they like when they're trying to hold a pencil or pen. But we can at least speak to I can speak to the Apple Pencil, and I can also speak to the Microsoft Surface Pen because I've mm-hmm. used both before, and uh, that seems to be kind of the two main camps of where you know digital uh digital handwriting's really fallen in so far do you kind of agree yeah. or is there some other I think, major players I think so. we're I mean, it, here? well i think i think wacom you know was somebody that initially yeah. did um uh, a lot of tablets but then of course they were all about having an extra yeah. part to your computer right so the wacom tablet would be something that you could put by your laptop but that didn't really help people to go and be independent yeah. to be able to to write through that um have you ever had a, any experience with the, uh, there's a couple of digital notebooks where all they do is kind of provide you a, uh, a uh, low backlight sort of paper feel. Uh, I think Sony made one for a while. They were very expensive uh, and they were really made for the people who absolutely loved 
having the paper experience, but wanted it to be digital. So there was no backlight. Um, and I'm trying to remember some of the names of So those, it's an actual hardware device. It's like a It's a hardware device. It's like a tablet. It's like a tablet. Mm-hmm. So like a tablet uh, it would look a lot like an Amazon um, uh, Fire tablet would mm-hmm. be or the, uh, the old digital readers, right, where you could actually take notes. And supposedly it is one of the cleanest notebook writing experiences you can have, but it also requires then another step of uploading it to your computer and it's somewhat limited and they're also crazy expensive now yeah. given that iPads can be pretty limit, pretty uh, inexpensive. So it was something like $300 to buy one yeah, of these well. and all it was going to do was provide you this paper-like experience. Or a um, limited kind of single purpose use. That's, very a, limited. that's pretty pricey for that. So Yep. Yeah. So, so I think you're other, right in that yeah. it makes total sense for people to be looking at the iPad and the uh, the Surface as being the two yeah. you know, ideal ways of doing this. Well, and looking at the Mac and the Apple uh, options there, I, I will say there's a couple of advantages, disadvantages in both directions. And uh, I'll only start with the Microsoft Surface. Um, it's a really interesting device. And I think that they they probably got the handwriting thing down pat before even Apple did on their iPad. Uh, the Microsoft Surface is a tablet, but it runs Windows, full set of Windows. So any Windows application that somebody's used to using, it's available on the Microsoft Surface. Unlike the iPad, which runs a modified version of its operating system that's very meant for mobile only. And Microsoft, when they sold the per- started selling the Surface, it came with both a detachable keyboard and it came with a, uh, a pencil, you know, a Microsoft pencil they sell. Or pen, I don't remember what they call it. Um, and I remember the handwriting was good. I remember the drawing capability was really good. Um, and you've got a plethora of apps to use on the Microsoft Windows platform as well. Um, that was my first experience really doing handwriting on a tablet on a regular basis because we had a Surface in our family for, for a while. And uh, we were generally impressed with it, although we did find that when you started getting into more like drawing applications and getting really, really specific with art, uh, the pencil or the Microsoft pen didn't quite hold up as well as we would have liked. It's uh, maybe a little laggy, a little more uh, distance between what you feel like you're touching on the screen and, and the actual thing that you're controlling. Yeah. So it wasn't perfect, but it definitely for note-taking, it was, it was good. I mean, a lot of people really love the Microsoft platform that they've got for their pen and their handwriting capabilities on the surface. Um, so that's one really good one. Have you ever messed with the surface at all? A little bit. I, I have not had a surface myself, but, um, but I have uh, drawn on one uh, that a friend had. I've actually had used your, your son's uh, right. tablet at one point. And yep. yeah, the, the responsiveness I thought was fantastic. It was really good. I thought it was great for a, someone who wanted to draw yeah. Um, because just the, the surface, the way it's made the ability to have the keyboard and the screen itself, be able to manipulate that, I think is, is fantastic. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think it does a really good job. I don't know a lot about, okay, once it gets into the system organization of that, I assume things like OneNote and all of that that we can sure. talk about will be oh, a, yeah. a good way of organizing, but they all um, work really yeah, well. So it's, uh, so it it's depends a good, really it's well. A- and what, it's a good the, platform the, system. Yeah. What are the price price areas for that? So the Surface, you know? I think, is uh, if I remember correctly, between eight hundred and a thousand dollars. I think for a pretty good Surface yep. model, and then the actual pen or pencil, whichever they call it, um, might be another eighty ninety dollars. 
Okay. If I remember correctly. Yeah. So if someone is interested in going paperless and they are simply a note taker and want to put all things in, this is overkill. Wouldn't you say? If that's all they're doing, if they have a computer already. If all they're going to do is note taking, I will say though, if if you are on the Windows platform, I mean, if you are a hardcore Windows user, that is your platform, that's what you want to use. And you do need something portable and something to take with you, you know, as a tablet, the surface and the pen combination are really great for doing what we're talking about doing, which is creating digital documents. If all you yeah. want to do is note taking, you're right. I mean, both of these right. options we're going to discuss are probably overkill for that. Although you can yep. get an iPad and we're going to talk about it in a little bit. I think lower level ones a little cheaper. 300. Three, Maybe three to 400. Now, now again, mm-hmm. you can probably get a surface Microsoft surface, a previous generation. Yep. Uh, for about the same price. So yeah. I think there's options. I think there's options on the Microsoft side. My whole thing is just if, if you're a dedicated Windows user, you don't touch anything Mac, You everything you work on is in Windows platform, you know Windows really well, your best option, I feel like, when you want to have a digital, paperless, handwriting tool is to look at the Surface, whether you look at yeah. an older generation one or a current one. Um, yeah. Because it has you know ways you can do all the syncing between your devices and anything you put in your your handwriting can be automatically be sent to your um, to your cloud service, your computer, all things we'll talk about in mm-hmm. another deep dive. But I think yeah. it's a good I think it's a good option. I will say I, I was pretty impressed with the the Microsoft Pen uh, yep. solution when I was using that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we flip over to the the Apple side, which is really right. the iPad with their Apple Pencil. A um, couple drawbacks I'll go ahead and tell as we relate it back to the Microsoft, in my opinion anyway, is that I know that Apple has their reasons for wanting to keep the desktop Mac um, system separate from their mobile, their iPhone and iPad systems. But it is disappointing that uh, you know the same pencil and tool you use on your iPad, you can't use on your Mac. The Mac right. isn't a touchscreen or or right. uh, writable device. So it is one of those things where you just kind of have to lock into one side of the equation, say, all right, I'm, I want to use the iPad, but pretty much your handwriting is limited to the iPad. So yep. it's the only place yep. you can really do it. Where with the Microsoft Surface, you are working on a full version of Windows on that yep. Surface. So uh, it's, it's you're not really losing anything. On the Mac yeah. side, you do have to give up a little bit um, to know that you can only be writing on the the mobile operating system. Um, so, Alan, do the uh, do the new phones accept the uh, the pencil? So they some, have capabilities of using a pencil. Some, I believe, do. Um, okay. I'm trying to remember just, in my head if this is true or if it's something I've heard is just rumored about right. the. I knew uh, they the, were talking about it, but yeah. I had not seen whether that was the case. So you know, I'm thinking, I don't, you know, as, as these phones get larger, right, yeah. and you're starting to get things like some of the pro versions of these phones, you know, I could see someone saying, well, that would make me have an iPad for maybe some other work, but I can still have this pencil yeah. that I can take with me and draw and sketch and write write notes on a, on a, uh, on a phone, and I don't know if that's uh, possible. Boy, I really, I feel bad not knowing, but I don't... <sighs> I don't know if it does or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, I don't think it does. I don't think the pencil okay. works with the iPhone. Not I think yet. that's all rumored stuff we heard. Is that there I think are... it, it, it's a matter of time though, right? It's sure, a blue, sure. it's a Bluetooth device. Yeah. It's going to recognize it's going to have the touch capability of the screen already. So 
uh, I think it's going to be there. I, I think the to me the the difference between these two is, as you said, the mobile experience on on an Apple device is quite different, in my opinion, than the mm -hmm. desktop experience. Mm -hmm. Whereas on the Surface, that is pretty much the same experience, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. you are you are using the computer. <laughs> the I computer mean, most people, itself. a lot of people I know that have a Surface. I mean, that is their computer. When yep. they get to their yep. desk or office, they plug it up to a monitor, they plug it up to a larger keyboard, to a mouse, yep. and they're using it just like their desktop computer. Then they unplug yep. it, go on the road, and they can handwrite on it. And it, it's nice having that one device that can be your only uh, computing device uh, and multi-purpose for that. And you, so, and you and I are on the same page that the iPad is not something that can be the only device that you use no. for a true business person or someone well, that has uh, I, I can only speak do. from definitely not for me. Yeah. And I, I assume yeah, I don't probably so not for you either. I, no. I do tons of video, audio editing. I'm doing tons of graphic design. I'm doing uh, pretty high-level spreadsheets. I'm doing mm -hmm. um, uh, pretty, yeah, and a lot of file management. I've got tons of, you know, just files I'm working with on a daily basis. Yeah, the iPad, I could never imagine using the iPad as my... Yeah primary work device. So that all sounded great, Alan, but really you play a lot of games, right? There's a lot and, of games yeah, at I work. Play. Okay. A lot yeah, of and YouTube. you like to have your mouse a lot for the of games. YouTube. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's much better on your big it's screen. So much it better, is much on the, better on the on the uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I um I I as I mentioned in a previous episode, I use my iPad as truly a input in content consumption yep. device. Yep. And I don't really do any work on it. So if yep. I'm going to work, I've got my laptop. The iPad yep. is so I can go to a meeting and take notes or snap photos. And it's there so I can show things or play things or watch things. But that's really mm -hmm. it. So, And then you'll go back to your office and that information will be there synced in yep. that you then actually can do true work with. Right? That's right. Yep. So I, yep. am a, I am a hardcore iPad and Apple Pencil user at this point. Mm -hmm. um, I invested in that last... I've had it almost a year now, and uh, it's been amazing on the handwriting side. I'll tell you, I uh, so I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, again, I, I like it a little better than the Microsoft Pen and yep. Surface. It just feels more like I'm writing on paper than it did with the Microsoft solution. Mm -hmm. Again, there again, I thought the Microsoft one was really good. I think anybody who goes that route is going to be very happy about it. But um, yeah, I'm definitely all so, in on the iPad and the pencil. So maybe it would it be fair to summarize it this way that if someone if someone wants one computer and they're they're interested in having the computer that allows them to do note taking and they're not interested in multiple devices they want to have a way of taking notes storing making everything digital and using one device, the Surface would be a great option for that, right? That they could take that with them, do work. They yes. could click a keyboard in. They yeah. they would have a similar experience. If there's someone that already has a computer and is looking for something that has a very seamless, uh, effective way of taking notes, I think the the iPad is a great way of doing that. I, uh, well, it, especially if you're on a Mac, if your yeah. if your home computer is a Mac or office computer is a Mac, then to me it's absolutely you go with the yeah. iPad. Uh, granted, you don't have your full desktop accessibility right. while you're mobile with the iPad, but if your iPad is mainly for a device like I described, I want to take meeting notes, I want to take photos, snap documents, and I want to also watch and view and read things, 
then that's if that's what your purpose is, then it's great for that. And that's yep. definitely makes sense if you're on a Mac at home or on your desktop. If you're on a Windows computer, um, an iPad will still communicate with it. There's just a little more work you got to do to make that work seamlessly, but it can do it. Um, so you definitely have options. But the good thing is, I'm saying, Brian, is I think both the Microsoft yep. platform and the Apple Mac platform, the iPad platform are really good for taking notes and writing and creating documents that way. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with you. And I think they're, they're great options. And, and I think people would be really surprised uh, if they haven't used a pencil or uh, they're thinking back to the old days when they had a little uh, rubber tipped Mm -hmm. thing that they were drawing with. It is incredibly sensitive and therefore you can do very, uh, well, it's your your handwriting is totally different than it used to be on some of those uh, on those devices. Well, so it's I absolutely to a great. point, Brian, with me where I prefer to handwrite on an iPad compared to handwriting on paper anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really well, is. I just you know the idea of handwriting on paper has no enjoyment for me whatsoever anymore. It's just I feel like I've got the same amount of control. I've got the same flexibility. The way the pencil works, uh, and the same thing with the Microsoft one, uh, the level of pressure that you can put on and, and make a stroke deeper or thinner, just like yep. you can with a pen or a pencil. Um, it's great. And and I know we're going to get to the apps here in a moment, the, the apps you can use to collect the data, but just knowing that you've got a constantly endless scrolling notebook you know to write in so in other words i don't have to worry about flipping pages or you know i'm trying to fit everything onto one page it's honestly you just keep writing and writing and writing and uh, it's all there in one place so i'm i'm a big fan the pencil's great i will say the apple pencil that the second version of it uh is definitely better than the first version in case you were going back in time to look at uh, maybe a, a cheaper pencil the Apple pencils are expensive, but you do. I feel like you get what you're paying for. It's a really mm-hmm. top notch uh, handwriting experience. The latest pencil is uh, magnet uh, magnetized uh, charging, so it can actually uh, it has a magnet on the side of it that'll snap onto your iPad. And as soon as it snaps onto it, it starts charging it, so you don't have to worry about manually trying to remember to charge it. You just put it basically back on its spot, and it's going to charge for you. Um, and it just feels more like a real pencil. I'm holding it right now, and you know, it, it, it's to the point where I, I it, the difference of fe- feeling and weight and all that between this and a real pencil are, are very, very minor. So I, I feel very comfortable with this. Yeah, uh, well, but like you said, say, it's changed I, a lot. I have you know, changed a lot in the last few years. Yeah. What do you and have? I, I absolutely have pencil envy right now uh, okay. because I have the original one. And there is, there's a lot of things I like about it. Obviously, sure. it, it is easy to write with, but it is incredibly frustrating to have to remember to charge it charge and the it. way it charges, yeah. uh, to have to put it in the, the charging port yeah. and it very likely to break off. And, uh, you know, mm. it's, it's a nightmare. Um, but that being said, it's, it's a great experience of writing. Oh, uh, sure. It's just, yeah. uh, it's just the, the things that they've uh, done with the upgrades are, are really good. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Alan, do you have any experience with other 
second uh, or other companies like the Logitech uh, does the crayon, you know, that works with the iPad. A colleague uh, here, a colleague here has the crayon that they use, okay. and they really like it. And granted, yep. you give up a little bit of uh, some of the finesse and some of the. Um, uh, ease of use. Well, I'll say easy. It's a very easy device to use. It just doesn't have quite that same control and point. Okay. I guess what it determines is the points uh, of interface with your device, and that really controls how fine a point you can get. So, mm. but I have a colleague who worked has a pencil. Really likes it. Thinks it's great. It is a lot less expensive. I think it's more like. Yep. 40 or 50 bucks instead of... Yeah, I think uh, it's, yeah, it's in the 60s, I think. Okay, but, so maybe 60 um, instead of the over 100, which is the Apple right. Pencil right now. So, right. Yeah. And, I, and I do think that it's smart of them to call it the crayon because if yeah. they are kind of saying it's cheaper, maybe this is the one to give to kids that yeah. they can use on an iPad as opposed to something that's going to cost that much. So, okay. I think that is important Some to options. note is that I think a lot of people automatically think that you get an iPad, you have to get the Apple Pencil if you want to have the handwriting with it, and that's not the case. There are other vendors out there making styluses and pens that will work with the iPad. The thing is, it's just like with Apple in general, Just it's the synergy that you do give up when you use another vendor with your iPad. So for example, again, as I mentioned with the Apple Pencil, the fact that it can charge by just being a magnet on the side of the device and that will charge it and it shows me a little charging meter as soon as I snap it into place. Little things that happen when Apple controls the whole process versus bringing in a third party. But by all means, I think there's a lot of great options out there. Yeah. It's just a matter of what somebody... The best thing to do is to go to a store where they have some of these pens and styluses and just try them. you got to feel how they feel in your hand and try handwriting on them to see what feels the most natural to you. Cause I yeah. think people are going to yeah. have some different opinions on those. Yeah. Well, I know we're, we're going to move along to the, uh, the software, which I think is, is going to be helpful for people. Uh, yeah. But I do, it's, it's funny as we talked through this, I, I was thinking, well, what if, so Alan, what if a person says, I really like writing on paper. Okay. I really like that experience. Right. And I don't want to spend a lot of money on devices in order to mm. do this. Right. But I'd, I'd rather not waste a lot of paper. I'd rather not have stacks of it. There are some, there are some notebooks that are pretty interesting now, the reusable notebooks. Mm-hmm. Have you had any experience with those? I haven't. I haven't. Okay. So one of them, uh, I just want to mention briefly because I, I'd hate to turn everybody off and say, well, you really need to spend three, $400 in order to do this. There's something called the Rocket Book uh, Notebook, mm-hmm. and the whole idea is: well, if what you really care about is not wasting paper, and you really like your notebook, you can write in these notebooks, take your phone out, snap a picture of what you have just written, and therefore store it. However, because you've got a phone and you've got mm-hmm. a camera, <laughs> but these you can actually put it in the microwave, set it for 30 seconds, and it will erase all the ink that's in the micro uh, in the notebook. And then you're starting fresh again. So you could go and have this 200-page thing that you're working on, a normal notebook, and you really like your notebook idea, filling it up. And then you basically put it in the microwave, and it is done. It's kind of like saying you have a, a um, uh, well, what, what am I thinking of? Like a uh, smart board or a uh, uh, dry erase. It's almost like having a dry erase, but it's a pen, pen and ink, and you're writing on it, and it gets rid of the ink. So there might be some... Some solutions for someone who really doesn't want to go and buy new digital stuff. Yeah. And they already have Boy, a phone. Yeah. They already have a computer, right? I just, I, 
I, I guess it's it's one of those things that sounds really interesting as a technology. I just I'm curious about it in a real more of a real world application, like really months or a year into this. Do they yeah. hold up? I mean, is that I don't know. Well, I'm just if, curious. I don't really know talking, much about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're talking years, I could see someone saying, I'm okay to spend, you know, whatever let's say 50 bucks on a, on a notebook that I can use for a couple of years instead of $500 on a, True. you know, creating a new digital thing. So it's but, just, you know, there, are other, there are other ways that people are not convinced that they want to go an actual digital uh, device to, yeah. to do the input. So. I guess it's just Brian, my rule of thumb when it comes to microwaving things is I never <laughs> like microwaving anything more than once. Because by the yeah. second time you microwave like food, it, it never really tastes that good in my mind. So I yeah. realize this is a yeah. notebook, but it just the idea of putting it back in my n- microwave on a regular basis, just, I don't know, I can't shake it's, that uh, that feeling. Um, you know, it, it joined the new world, Alan. Join guess, the new world. It's all about well, re, re-microwaving. So. <laughs> I, I, that, okay. I, I'm curious to see, but again, I guess, yeah, that is kind of a, a more of a, a specific use case. Like you said, if somebody just said, look, I'm, I have to just handwrite yeah. on paper. I refuse to do it any other way. Um, yeah. I think well, those I'll people. Put a, though, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. People can dive into it if they want. And, you know, if anybody has true experience with it, we'd love to hear about that. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's that, it's that in between. You really have to think about why am I going digital? Is it organization? Is it environmental that I don't want paper uh, to add to the, uh, the uh, trash piles? Or is it yeah. that, you know, you, you know, really. Uh, want to be able to to have a different experience and you want yeah. it to integrate with everything else that you have. So Yeah. All right. Well, well let's talk about let's talk about some, some options. So basically you've got some way of writing or typing to go into your digital device. So that way you've yep. got that part of it now figured out. Keyboard or a handwritten pencil type tool or one of these reusable notebooks. Some way of getting something digital into your into your computer. But you've got to have now have Brian an app to yep allow you to enter that information so you can't just turn on an ipad and just take the pencil and just start writing it, it doesn't do anything there has to be an app to collect this information to collect the handwriting or to organize that stuff for you so um what are some things we got to think about brian when, when people are considering these kind of applications what kind of tool they're going to use to yeah. gather their their notes and their their messages well for for uh, for better or worse, I, I know a lot about this because I have, I have explored a lot of different apps. Good, and well, I'm going to let you talk. Very picky. Because, I'm very yeah, picky right, uh, right. on this. And so um, what I find is that I because I still have yet to find my perfect m- mode of doing this, yeah. I'm always looking for something that the text entry, the key keyboard entry is logical to me. I am a Microsoft Word user. I tend to make documents in Word. Um, so I like to have something that mimics that a little bit, that if I want to add bullets, it's easy to add bullets, and it's going to be something that's a one-click away to add a bullet. If I tab in, it's going to you know take that bullet and make it a different version of a bullet that's tabbed in. So there are things about the structure and formatting of the text that are pretty important to me. And uh, and a lot of these uh, software, they all have those things. They can make checkboxes. They can make bullets. They can um, start the – they have the same formatting of your text. But you do need to check and see whether those are things that you uh, you like. I mean, for example, if you're going to be writing these things and then using them for notes to send out to mm-hmm. colleagues after a meeting – 
you wanted to organize the way that you are hoping sure. for. So headers and different, can you change the font sizes? So that's important to me. Um, I also think, well, obviously the handwriting, there are certain kind of note-taking apps that don't do well with handwriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they all have now, they start to have capability of that, but I don't know if they're all integrating the handwriting as well as, you know, some of them are kind of kludgy. I, I, uh, yep. I was even going to mention, I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but, um, Microsoft OneNote, since you mentioned Microsoft yep. Word, I have used yep. OneNote for quite a while just because it's a nice mm-hmm. note-taking application yep. uh, that allows you to organize things and much like what we're going to talk about here. The, and it does allow you to use handwriting on it, but it kind of inserts the handwriting into your note kind of as, a, as its own block and it's it's just not terribly seamless yeah. and it's not a great yep. experience I've found for for handwriting into it. So. They do yep. it like these other apps will do it, but sometimes it's a little more of an add-on, like something yeah, they dropped on top of it, as opposed to something that's really heavily integrated into the app. Right. It was an after the fact. Yeah. Uh, they people argued they needed it, and instead of rebuilding their app, they uh, yeah. they added it on. So so handwriting. I think seeing if you're someone who wants to, you know, let's say let's say I'm someone who wants to type when I go to a meeting, but I want to be able to draw on my typing. Mm-hmm. That's a certain type of app that does those well. And if you're someone who wants to just go and have a notebook looking feel to your app, to where you're writing and only writing and maybe dropping in some text, Mm -hmm. then there's other apps that I think do a better job of that. So I think that's important is know how much do you want to handwrite? Mm -hmm. Is it your primary use or is it a secondary use? Do you want to draw on it versus write? Um, is it going to recognize your handwriting? So there are some maps that will recognize your handwriting and then convert it to text or yeah, that's, allow that's not going to gonna happen on my handwriting. There's no <laughs> way. I mean, no. yeah. you'd be amazed. Well, the, the I, highest I don't, I don't write in labs, person, so that's okay. The highest level labs in the world, uh, would not <laughs> be able not to create a tool that. to inter- interpret my handwriting. So. Right. Right. So I, I'm kind of lucky in that case in that I write in, uh, in print instead of cursive, but, um, but yeah, if you have handwriting that it can recognize, you can be able to search all your notes and say, yeah. show me when I mentioned Bob's name and look and see uh, where that is. I think that's important if that is something that you want to do. The organization, each one might have their own file structure. Mm-hmm. You need to figure out, does that file structure make sense to you? Yeah. You know, so sub, that, Subfolders. Uh, that's or right. Not that's subfolders. important. If you imagine, mm-hmm. you know, again, that's what maybe separates uh, a notes document from a word processing document because a lot of what yes. you just mentioned about you know formatting and structure you can do in a Microsoft Word document you could actually use right. that as your note taking what really separates it into a note taking app though is where you're able to create these notes and organize them uh, by folders by notebooks or whatever terminology they may use so it's important and i'll say yep. I- i've worked with apps that are extremely simple and that's good for some purpose. And I've worked with some that are extremely complex. Yep. More complex yep. than I really felt like it was necessary. And that's a little bit of a, a red flag. So yeah, you gotta find out what level of organization you need. Yeah. Correct. Yep. And then I think the the other piece to keep in mind for me is how easy it is to share. Yeah. Uh, and I'll give you an example. I've started to uh, to develop a workflow to where I can have students submit uh, their assignments as mm-hmm. digital PDFs, but then I need to get them from their learning software where they submit them to another note-taking app to where I can draw on them because I want to grade them that way. I want to be able to circle things and highlight things. and But then I also want to share that with a teaching assistant 
who can go and also grade some of those things mm -hmm. and we can share them back and forth. And so some of these, it's very time intensive to go through the process of importing, exporting, putting into another structure. Yeah. Others, it's quite simple. You know, you can say, share it with this person. That person has the same app. They work on it and it shows up for you. Um, so I think if you're planning on using it with multiple people, you need to take that into account with the app and Good see point. whether they're sharing capabilities, whether you're going to have to do multiple steps to share or whether they, you can actually share within the app itself. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, right. again, that just kind of really speaks to whatever kind of efficiency you want to build in the process mm -hmm. too. If you want to minimize your steps and have a one button share feature, uh, some of the apps will allow you to do that. And then also integrating with uh, services like Google drive and Dropbox yep. and other places to yep. save your documents in a place uh, easily. So you can access them later or other people can access them there. Yeah. Well, so let's some considerations. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. some options here, Brian. So yeah. You are more of the note, taking uh, app tester on our side <laughs> yeah. here. I, yeah. I've had experience with three of these, and I'll okay. chime in when we get to those. But um, Yeah. Well, let me, let, me, let me kind of group these first two together because okay. uh, if, if we would have done this show six months ago, I would have been all in on probably both of these because I think that they're fantastic note-taking apps. So one is called Notability, which I've been using uh, as my sole note-taking uh, app for probably the last year. Okay. Um, and the other one is Good Notes, which I think both of them are incredibly similar and probably at the same kind of entry point for people. Um, I'll tell you, uh, the, the beauty of these is that they are a self-contained note-taking app. So when you have this app, it's going to store your things within the app or at least uh, the cloud service that it provides. The writing, the handwriting on it is fantastic. I mean, it pulls up a new, a new a page in Notability. You can make it look like a notebook. So you mm -hmm. can decide if it's college ruled. You can decide if it's yellow. You can write on it just like you would any other notepad. So if you really want the notepad experience, mm -hmm. uh, Notability and GoodNotes are fantastic ways of doing that. You can, I can be in a meeting and someone tosses around a handout and I'm trying to be digital or digital about things. So I'll hold up my mm -hmm. iPad, take a snap, a picture of it, scale it, put it into the corner of my note as I'm writing, maybe even draw on that. Um, so really kind of a nice way of integrating lots of different things. The problem is that it's not natively involved in either Microsoft or uh, Apple. I mean, it right. can work in both uh, operating systems, sure. but in order to store things, you're now doing a different you know, a different step. And in order to share it, there is no sharing capabilities within it mm -hmm. other than to say, here, I'm going to export to you. Mm -hmm. You import, you work with it, you export to me. <laughs> and it that's doesn't allow problem. any collaboration. It doesn't allow any sharing. The collaboration the is not. You're truly exporting right. the document out. You are exporting. Somebody. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you could have good notes and I could have good notes, but we're not, it's not that easy for us to work on the same document. Mm -hmm. We can share it and work on it beautifully, uh, but it is like the old model of if I'm going to work with you on a document and I email it to you and you do something, you email it back. Yeah. That's not, yeah, that's not <laughs> the way you want to be doing it these days, right? Well, I want to be able to pull it up and say, you, unfortunately, it's still very it's much the way, the way, we, do way we have to do it. Absolutely. People, but yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the way business works still. Yeah. So, uh, so I think both of those are really good. If, if you're going to be doing note taping, taking, and you don't mind having you be the only person that has access to your notes. 
Mm-hmm. This is, these are fantastic apps and uh, the writing experience uh, you will love. So I would so say those are a great. Solo, solo yes. app taking experience. You're yes. saying those are really good options. If you're okay Very with good options. relying on your own notes for your own purposes, yeah. uh, you can do the handwriting, <clears throat> you can do the typing. You yep. can, like you said, snap documents with your camera mm-hmm. on your device yep. and include those put, in your notes. You can put web links in. You can you can actually do audio for both as well. You could say there's a part of this meeting where someone's talking. I'm going to click the little microphone and it adds a note as part of your document That's now. Nice. Yeah. A little play button at the top so you can replay what someone actually said mm-hmm. later on. I think those those things are are fantastic, and they've done a good job. Like I said, what's getting me to move away from them most likely in my case is that I'm trying to look at a more integrative experience mm-hmm. for those documents and being able to collaborate. Um, so I'm moving a little bit away. I, I will say both of those are pretty similar. I haven't found a whole lot of differences. There's okay. some small changes, but that's notability, notability, and good notes, good notes. Yeah, very, very both similar. great apps, yeah. great apps, okay. but uh, maybe not for everybody's use. So then, what about um, the next one? You know, ones? yeah, yeah. The next one you you have a lot of experience, and we have sure. a lot of experience because we've been using it together. Mm-hmm. Is built into. The Apple ecosystem is yeah. their Notes app, right? So if you're a Mac, iPhone, or iPad user, you have, you have this, this Notes app already yep. installed on there. Yep, yeah. it's already there. Uh, you can take notes. You can organize them in folders. You can share your folders, or you mm-hmm. can share individual notes with someone. Um, it makes it easy. I can create a note, click on it, say share with Alan. It will maybe even send you a text to, to say, yes, I accept. And you, it'll then show up in your notes app. Um, and we've been doing show notes together for, you know, for this entire show, uh, yeah. since the beginning through the notes app. And, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to turn it for you for a second and give me your pros and cons of this. Cause I've sure. got some cons of notes, yeah, um, you too. but I want to see what, uh, what you think. Well, I, I am always a, I'm, I'm, and this is probably not a great thing to say, especially if any app developers are listening. But I'm a sucker for built-in native apps mm-hmm. if they're really good. Um, yep. The Notes app didn't used to be that great. <laughs> I mean, I remember yep. it was just a yep. single, you know, take a note and just have a list of notes, and that's all it is. Um, they have upgraded it. They've changed a lot to where I was using an external note app and I'm now using the Apple notes app exclusively. Mm-hmm. Um, for the reasons you already mentioned, the handwriting is wonderful inside of it. I'm using the Apple pencil. Like I do, I can handwrite on any note. I can type on any note. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it, and it has a great organization system. You can have folders, notes inside the folders or notes outside of the folders, and um, and everything syncs to the iCloud service I use, so I can actually access all my notes on my computer, on my Mac. I can access them on my phone, and I just feel like I've got everything at my fingertips everywhere I go. But yeah, there are some some drawbacks. Even though I love the mm-hmm. fact that you can get lined paper, there's just the one style of lines, and there's not you know I can't make it look like a yellow legal pad right. or other right. things I may want different spacing on the rulings. Um, so I'm kind of stuck with one lined paper format or option for this. Um, and also, I, I don't believe, you know, trying to do handwriting on top of text. So in other words, you know, it's almost like it's a break where it's like I can type, but then if I'm going to handwrite, the handwriting goes right underneath the typing. And then yeah. if I'm going to type again, the typing has to go underneath that handwriting. So they can't coexist. Now, I don't know if that's the case on 
uh, good notes or notability if they can kind of. Oh, they're totally integrated. That's okay, the, so I the can beauty type, of those. And then I can actually go back with the pencil and circle. And circle it. Time. See, Highlight that's really it. nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, Th- that that's one really of the nice. things that I yeah. don't like about uh, the way notes is done. Yeah. The notes really is thought of as, and I, and I guess that's partly just changing your mindset is it wants everything linear. It's right? kind of a digest entering it as you go type of thing as opposed to yep. going back and working with your notes and correct uh, doing any kind of editing or or highlighting or or, yeah. or circling. Yeah, it, it is limited from that standpoint, but the sharing on it's great, as you mentioned. Sharing is so fantastic. You mm-hmm. and I share a folder for this show, and we have our show notes that we look at beforehand. And if you're making a note on it, uh, I can see almost real-time you typing those notes yep. on my end and vice versa. It's very collaborative, so I feel like I'm always kind of well-connected with the Notes app. Um, yep. It doesn't allow you to do things like inserting audio or video. You can do web links, but you can't do media insert- insertions, which, you know, I never have a whole lot of need for that, but it would be nice if they were there. If I did want to like yeah. start voice recording during a meeting and having that audio file embedded in the note, it doesn't allow you yeah. to do that. You can record it separately on the voice recorder app or something else, but you can't include it into your app or into your note, especially if you want to share it with somebody else. Yeah. Some trade-offs, but I do love the fact that it's native. I love the fact that it syncs extremely well. Uh, I don't have to worry about installing a separate app on all my devices. I'm just using the native notes app and it's really good. And since they added the folder organization and the sharing capabilities in the last year or so, it's become a really valuable tool. Hmm. So you're, you're bought in. I, I will say I have not, I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not that excited about it. I, uh, and mainly because when I take notes, I'm usually thinking I might need to share this with somebody later as a document. And I like to, I like to see things in a certain format. To me, it's a little clunky to make the formatting work. So I like to use bullets, for example. And I've mentioned that already. You have to go up and do almost three steps in order to add a bullet, right? Go up to the top, click on a drop down, then add a bullet. And then the bullets of tabbing in kind of don't, uh, it's not as easy to organize. I'm much more, you know, in the Microsoft Word world where I want to say, oh, actually put that right side justified, you know, after the fact. Those are the things you don't do in this that I think you can do in some other note-taking apps. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I, to me, when I if I'm going to draw, I want to draw on what I've already typed. So I want to be able to type out and go, oh, yeah. you know what? I'm going to highlight that now because that's the part of this note when I go back to it that I need to draw my eyes to uh, now that I realize that. And of course you can go up and do the highlighter and all of that, but circling something, pointing to something. uh, If you're someone who likes when you, when you write that you like to undo things and move things around and, you know, be able to, uh, you know, scribble things out, um, I think, I don't know. I, I haven't, I haven't bought into notes yet. Uh, I use fine, it. I use it fine. for home. I'll download notability. My gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get the point, Brian. Thank Jeez. you. Thank you. <laughs> no, yes. I'm already, and I'm downloading it now. My all gosh, right. Okay. All right. Try it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you actually are kind of selling me on this now. So, well, Although, again, uh, that's, no, don't, don't buy into it yet. Cause we haven't gotten to what I think probably could even be better, uh, in the future, but anyway, we'll, get no, there, we'll so. see. Okay. But yes, I'm, okay. I'm, well, then I'm curious. I will hold off on the buy okay. button. I'm okay. Wait, um, <laughs> yes, let's go ahead. On buy. Speaking of, by the way, I just happened to notice you can change some of the line formatting on the notes app, the Apple notes app. It's 
still fairly limited, but it's in a it's weird spot. Very limited. It's in the share menu, which makes no sense why you would put line options and grid options in the share menu mm-hmm. on Notes. So anyway, for what it's worth, mm-hmm. that's where it is. Oh, that's where it is on the iPad. I don't know if it's there for okay, the, yeah, the Mac Okay, yeah, it's not on the, not. Not on the so, Mac version. But yeah. I mean, there are things, yeah, you can do the headers and subheaders and all of that, but it's some, very limited. Some format, but it's fairly yeah. limited. Okay, well, again, I think Apple Notes has come a long way. I think it's yep. going to be a great solution for a majority of people. Yeah. Um, well, and if you've got a Mac, <clears throat> right, it's free. It's right there. There's no need for being able to do a uh, subscription and all of that. So There's no need to feel like you've Fantastic. got to put more money into it to have a good note-taking app. It's on incredibly your, on powerful. Yeah. yeah. Great. It, it, can, it can work well. All right. Um, another one, uh, Evernote. I know you have yeah. used Evernote. Mm-hmm. I have used Evernote in the mm-hmm. past. I had an account for a long time. And then I kind of went away from it. I recently re-downloaded it, hoping that there would be some things that had improved since then, um, which I think they have done some. They now allow handwriting, but the handwriting is really wonky. So you basically are saying, I want to add a sketch here. It pulls up a new screen. You make the sketch, and then it inserts it back in. So it's not a handwriting app. This is not something you can handwrite. It's kind of that bolted-on functionality for handwriting that we talked about earlier. Yeah. So I think it's a great one for things like, you know, we'll talk about it a little later, scanning, taking, snapping a picture, organizing Mm -hmm. uh, different receipts and all of that. Um, You kind of downplayed OneNote earlier. But I'll say I I really like OneNote. That was actually my note taking app for a very long time because it's free. Well, it's free um, with it the Office. Really with Office, I mean, don't you have an, have yeah. an Office app, Office subscription to get it? Yeah, but you you actually yeah you can have a personal you can have one. A free of course, they, uh, maybe it's because I had set one up beforehand. But uh, mm-hmm. I just redownloaded today, logged in, and I have I'm not paying for anything and um, hmm. using it. But OneNote may be the sure one app in the, in the Office suite that they allow you to use for free, possibly I think, without I think a it without is, a yeah. Office subscription. No, OneNote's good. I like it yeah. from a for typing notes. I think it's yep. wonderful. I love formatting. Yep. I love its organization structure. It's a little more complicated, but you can actually have notebooks. Yep. Within the notebooks, you have sections, and then within the sections, you have pages. Yes. So that three levels of organization on OneNote is really, really nice. That's the main reason I was using it, because mm-hmm. I do have, you know, I have my work notebook. I have a home notebook. I have my film festival notebook. I've got other projects I work on, and I really want to keep those notes separate. So I keep yeah. them in separate notebooks. And then inside the notebook, I have different, almost like chapters. This is a section on everything having to do with finances and all my notes on finances and so forth. So no, I love OneNote. I actually still have a lot of my notes in OneNote right now mm-hmm. um, that I at some point need to figure out if I want to convert or keep or, or what I want to do. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I think OneNote's great. And if you're a Microsoft Office user, um, OneNote kind of works really seamlessly with the other Office apps. So it's really good for that too. Yeah. But it, it now has, I just re-downloaded it for this show because I haven't used it in months, but they have, the handwriting is much better. You can draw on top of it just like we talked about with Notability. It's got note paper, you know, back uh, kind of the uh, the format. So it looks like you're writing on paper, um, but you can draw on top of what you've written. You can take notes. So it's it's gotten much better. Uh, it actually felt a lot like Notability when I kind of re revisited it. So mm. I think maybe looking at that. One of the problems with notability and good notes is that you mentioned the three layers of organization. Usually they're limited to one or two layers of those things. You can have, you know, a category and a folder, but that's about it. So mm-hmm. 
Um, so that may be something that limits. Um, the last thing I'll mention, and I don't have a ton of experience to this because quite honestly, it scared me when I jumped into it, but the more I've read about it, it's it maybe something for someone who has really big kind of structural ideas for what they want to take notes on, um, is notion. Do you have any experience with notion? I don't never heard of it. Before. Okay. Yeah. So you might take a look at it sometime. Um, if you're someone who has big projects, for example, I'm going to work with multiple people on this big, um, you know, let's say I'm designing a house and I'm working with multiple people on this and there's going to be subfolder, sub ideas. Um, I'm actually thinking about it. They have templates in there for educators where it'll say, well, here's, here's an example of how you can organize the tasks that you have to do for your classes by class. You can set up what the classes are so you can easily drop those class names in there mm -hmm. on your list and, it is incredibly powerful. Um, you can share it across multiple people. Um, it is something that you have to pay for unless you're keeping it to the, it, one reason I, I read it, multiple people that kind of got away from is they jump in and then they have no idea what the organization structure is of this. They mm -hmm. call them blocks. They call them, other, it, but then the more you read it, you see, Oh, if you can get past that initial kind of fear of the way they're talking about things, it's incredibly powerful. So I would just suggest people maybe check that out. If you're someone who's looking for a really good work solution, collaborative work solution, and you're, you're someone who's project management. Um, yeah. The notion seems to be getting a ton of good press right now and uh, might be useful. So I had not heard about notion at all, but that's, that's yep. going to keep an eye on that one as well. Yep. Yeah. Give it a look. So I think the big message here is that there's a lot of options for note taking apps. I mean, you can honestly go on the app store, either Microsoft or uh, Apple and see tons of note taking apps. Yep. Um, Evernote has been kind of known as the, the one that's been around for quite a while and was very popular for a good while. I know when they moved to a different pricing structure a few years ago and subscription based model, a lot of people stopped using it just because I think they were all using the free model and being very happy with that. But the subscription model they've moved to now has turned off a lot of people. Um, I think it just depends. I mean, if you're an office, a Microsoft Office heavy user and you love the Office environment, OneNote's a great note-taking app to use. If you like staying in the Mac native environment and you don't need anything too super fancy, just a good place to house your notes and share with others, the built-in notes app is really good. And then as Brian mentioned, Notability and GoodNotes are both interesting apps that don't aren't made by one of the two big operating systems, but uh, play pretty well with them and have some great note-taking features and capabilities. So, uh, so some good options there. And again, there's a lot more we haven't even talked about that. I think people, you know, it's a changing environment. I think every few months you yep. hear about some new big note-taking app that comes out that's really good. So, um, so let me just really quickly say on that, given that's the fact that everything's changing, make sure whatever app you choose has a way of storing so that you can gain access to those things if you move to another app. Very For good example, point. a way of backing yeah. it up to Google Drive so that down the road you jump to a new one and you import those things into your new one so that you're not spread across five different yeah. uh, apps over time. So probably good, important good, good point. Having it synced to a Google Drive, a Dropbox, mm -hmm. or somewhere else so that way, yeah, like you said, if the app ever shuts down, goes out of business, Wherever you don't want to use it Enter anymore, stuff. you've at least got all your stuff saved in a format like a PDF or some other kind of format that yep. you can get very easily. Yep. Good call on that. Yep. And I'm going to give one more little quick just note before we sure. hit our, our our bits, our our picks of the of the episode we always do. 
I also encourage everybody, once you get some way of doing the handwriting, um, have your computer, your system, your device uh, store your signature. And uh, I know that on Mac, there is a the preview app is the app that you use to view PDF documents or organize uh, files. Uh, it'll allow you to actually scan in your signature and save it. So the idea is if you are handwriting on your screen, you can handwrite your signature and get a nice, clean, digital stored version of it. If you're using it on a, on a desktop, I know with the Mac, it's pretty nice that you can actually handwrite on a white sheet of paper, hold it up to the camera on your laptop or if you have a digital camera, and it'll scan your signature and store it on the computer for you to use anytime you need to sign documents. So just another step in that whole... Yeah, it's nice. ...using the pencil or using your handwriting to go ahead and get digital with it. Because I will tell you, that's probably the thing I've done more than anything else is having to sign documents with a digital signature. And uh, it's a lifesaver not having to go and print the paper out, sign it, scan it back in to send it to somebody else. Just being able to open it on the computer, tell it to drop in my signature, uh, it's great. So I do encourage people to do that as well. With whatever tool you use, whatever handwriting tool you may use, uh, it's independent of the software. It's really more of a system Function. You just may need to look up and see what's the best way to, to get it into your computer. But I know Windows and Mac both have very easy ways to store your digital signature. Yeah, that's great. That's so, idea. Brian, we kind of covered a lot here about, you know, different types of tools, pens, pencils, and things to use for inputting information, trying to create your own notes or your own non-paper documents, and then some of the software options for actually doing that, for actually entering your, your you know, creating your documents and how to save them and share them. Um, as we go into another deep dive in another episode, just so you know, uh, we'll be talking about kind of the scanning of paper. So if somebody does give you a paper, hard copy paper, or you've got a hard copy paper, you need to get digital. What are your options for doing that? Yep. So that'll be our next deep dive. But before we do that, we've got to end the show with what we always like to do. And that is our brothers in tech suggestion or bits as we call it, because uh, a, acronyms are name. always awesome. And that's um, such a good name. Yep. So, so both of us have a quick tip or a quick uh, yep. pick we want to give based on this topic we've been talking about today. So Brian, what have you got to share with us? Yeah. So uh, mine is, is not a, an application uh, that you uh, would download, but one of the things that, that made me nervous about moving towards taking notes on an iPad uh, or any sort of uh, tablet was writing on glass and the feeling it's going to be of writing on glass, which is totally different than writing on paper, right? There's a different level of friction there. And I know when you're doing it, I always found myself having handwriting that didn't look like I wanted it to look mm-hmm. um, and feeling as though that was kind of awkward. And I, that kept me from moving towards that way. And then I found what is a screen protector that you can buy and it's called Paper-like. And I bought one of these for the iPad, put it on, and it's basically like a matte finish screen protector. And with the matte finish screen protector you put on, it really does feel now like I'm writing on paper. So it gives a little extra friction, a little extra uh, texture to your your screen. And as you write on it, you're feeling much more like uh, the paper experience. So it's Mm. hence called paper-like. It's a little expensive for what it is. It's a, I mean, it's an iPad or a, a tablet cover, mm-hmm. and it's about 38 to, I think it maybe even had, had been $40. But honestly, I, I, I'm a big believer in it. You put it on, it gives a very uh, easy way to apply it, to put it on without the bubbles and all that. And once you get it on, 
I, I mean, I, I, I can't go without it. I can't write on a normal iPad that doesn't have on it. And we have a couple in our department and, uh, and I'll kind of just freak out a little bit if I'm given one that I'm writing on regular glass. So, um, so I would strongly uh, suggest people doing that initially. It would kind of get, get you past some of that initial uh, frustration of having to write on a different surface. So, so that's paper-like. So I know there are paper-like. other paper-like listed uh, things. You're talking about the actual company, Paper-like. This, the company is called Paper-like, yeah. So going to paperlike.com, uh, you'll see that you just pick the size of your iPad and uh, they'll send it to you in, in, uh, in the mail and you apply it and uh, it's it's just great. Uh, so again, it doesn't seem like something you should be paying 30-something dollars for, but uh, to to have that feeling of actual mm-hmm. paper uh, when you're writing is was well worth it for me. So. Oh, okay, great, good. That's yeah. paper-like. If you're an iPad user, that's a great uh, great tool for that to kind of give you a better experience in writing. Mine, mine's pretty pretty simple, but it's actually become kind of a lifesaver for me. Um, I already mentioned I'm an iPad user and an Apple Pencil. I, I think there's a lot of people out there that are like that. And I've got the Apple Pencil 2, which is the latest version, the one with the magnets, so it magnets onto the side okay. of your iPad. And okay, we get it. Quit bragging. Yes, it's you so have nice you have because the better version. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. imagine uh, <laughs> having to charge it any other way. This is just uh, amazing. It's changed my life. Honestly, it yeah. has. Um, yeah. But here's my problem is that even though the magnet on the side of it's great and it's super convenient... I am constantly like putting this thing in my bag, taking it out of my bag. I'm in between different locations a lot of times. I mean, I basically have like three different office locations right now where I can get work done. And moving between it, I have found that even though the magnet's nice, it's still a magnet, and it means it's still you can knock it off. It's not locked in place. And I have misplaced my pencil several times where just, oh, wait a minute, my pencil was on my iPad a second ago. Where'd it go? It's either deep in my bag or it's in my car, it fell off somewhere. So I I use a stylus sling pencil holder. Uh, it, it's on Amazon. It's like, I don't know, it's like 25 bucks, which seems, again, like your paper-like screen protector. Seems really expensive for what it is, but I've already gotten my Useful. use out of it. Um, yeah. It is basically like a strap that you can put around the case of your iPad so it doesn't interfere with your iPad screen. It is Whatever case you're using, it just kind of gives you a nice sleeve to put your Apple Pencil into. Now, you can still use the magnet on the side, but if you're going to be traveling and you just want to make sure that thing doesn't fall off, this little sleeve, you just sleeve, slid it, slip it into the back of it. It keeps it nice and snug. Um, it looks kind of nice. I mean, it's kind of a stitched um, you know, fabric. And it just keeps it from getting detached. So again, it doesn't mm-hmm. replace your magnet, but it's just a nice way to make sure you don't lose it. So I'm, I'm very nervous about losing things. I... Uh, Finally broke down and got an uh, AirPods for the first time ever, yeah. um, you know, a, a couple, about a month or so ago. And I'm still, it's probably the one thing that keeps me up at night every night is that I'm going yep. to lose Panic. those AirPods. Panic, um, yes. I left them at home today and I'm already kind of panicky that, you know, where are they? Did I lose them? So, um, <laughs> you know, so the pencil's the same way. I mean, anytime if I'm going to put a hundred bucks into a thing that's that small, I'm just it. super nervous about it. Yeah. So. I yep. use that strap to keep it safe and to make sure I always have it with me. So yeah, I mean it's basically a fanny pack, right? Yep. It's a, a fanny, fanny pack, pack for, your pack for the pencil. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It, okay. It mm-hmm. 
well, that's you could have called a panty pack. Picks. You could have called a panty, panty pack originally, <laughs> and we would have all known exactly what you were talking about. Yeah, that right? would have given you the visual you needed, I think. So, because you usually carry everything in a panty pack, right? I do. You have absolutely. a panty pack on now, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. absolutely. Right. Okay, so that is uh, well, that good. is our talk about the creating your document, or at least the yeah. tools you can use for creating. Um, above all of this, we do feel like it's a great direction to go into is if you can start moving to that digital lifestyle by handwriting or just keying in your notes and keeping them all in one place. It's a good move. So, yeah, well, we, I think we covered a lot of stuff here, Alan. I mean, I think we, we covered some good things, but honestly, we're just not very good at trimming down like we're supposed to. Uh, I know we've told people we're going to have these things be, uh, be tighter and uh, maybe a little shorter, but I think feel like today there was a lot of things that we needed to cover. There was a lot of different ways yeah. that you could go with this, this idea. So there uh, absolutely are. Uh, Great. And we promise, promise the next deep dive will be shorter. Yeah. <laughs> at least by a minute or two. So I'm sure. All right. Uh, we're going to go right. and wrap up this first deep dive off of our uh, going paperless uh, main topic. Again, we'll have other deep dives coming out over the next few weeks so stay tuned for those and uh, of course our next main topic will be coming out in the next few weeks so we encourage you to listen to that and of course subscribe to the show if you have not done so already if you enjoy this kind of discussion and conversation we have about technology please do so and we will look forward to talking to you next time thanks everybody for listening bye-bye What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.